Roll up your sleeves, Mike. We're going to get dirty this week. I don't like that. Why are we doing that? Well, my friend, today we're going to charm some worms. Oh, no. No, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. Welcome that. back to Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> There's worms here. <laughs> it's the worm state. Did you know that? Is that what we're doing today? Tennessee, the worm state. The official animal, and it's not. Yeah. Today we're talking about worm charming, also known as warm grunting or worm fiddling. Mm. As you fiddle with your mic stand. Whatever you call it, this is the activity of attracting earthworms from underground up to the surface. So this is normally done to collect fishing bait. Worms are used very frequently for fishing bait. But of course, of course, this has been turned into a competitive sport in some parts of the United Kingdom and the United States of America, especially in Tennessee, the worm state. Actually, Tennessee is not on the list we're going to talk about later, but that's fine. That's weird because it's the worm state. If I've learned anything from doing this podcast... It's that humans will turn almost anything into a competition. And then also you will find out about it. Yes. That's that's the chain of events that happens there. Yeah. So, in fact, actually, this month you and I are competing. So we have have turned the podcasters on into a competition uh, as part of our fundraising campaign for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. But we're going to tell you a little bit more about that at the end of today's episode. Do I get a point for working that into the script so early? No. Unless worm charming will be occurring during our 12-hour podcast a time for the kids of St. Jude. I need to make a phone call. All right, warm, warm <laughs> it up. All right, let's go back to the topic at hand. Most methods of worm charming involve vibrating the soil, which encourage, encourages worms to wiggle out to the surface. According to research done at Vanderbilt University, worms behave this way as they confuse the vibrations with the movement of underground moles which feed on earthworms. This is interesting. When I was a kid... I was told that rain, like the sound of rain, brought worms to the surface. Maybe it also does that. I don't know. But maybe it's the vibration of the rain that brings them up because they think that there's moles. They don't just like the rain. Or maybe it's the water going into the soil. They have to escape. Maybe. The maybe sound of the like, rain? That's That can't be it. But it's like the feeling of it. like you know. Maybe. So anyways, they head upwards because they think their moles are going to eat them from underneath. They have to get out to the surface. And uh, then they do that. They pop the little worm heads up and like... Oh no, it's a man in overalls with a bucket. They meet the true predator. Humans. Humans. (laughs) Several species of birds have learned to walk or peck the ground in a similar fashion to trick and eat the worms. Worms are stupid, is what I've learned. Out of the frying pan and into the fire, I guess. We don't have time for it today, but did you know that that phrase may date back to ancient Greece? Mike, we have to stay... On task here, Okay. let's talk about the different names that are used to describe all of this. The name is dependent on the technique and tools used to lure the worms. Worm grunting generally refers to using using a wooden stake that is driven into the ground. No grunting. Uh, The wooden stake is then rubbed with a piece of metal to make it vibrate. Worm fiddling is very similar, but this time a dulled saw is drug across the wooden stake to make it vibrate. Then there are techniques that don't have names, which is weird. These range from using things like water, tea, or beer to drive worms upward to using music. I don't understand why none of these have names. It feels like you just name it, you know? If you have beer and music, you basically have a worm party. Yeah. I wonder what kind of music calls earthworms to the surface. I was hoping a joke would come to me, but it didn't. I got nothing. We could probably ask a professional worm charmer. They are permitted to do this professionally, selling worms in bulk as live bait to fishing supply shops. I want to get back to the idea of using liquid to lure worms. Earthworms are most commonly found in damp or wet soil. So if you're in a dry area, adding water 
or the tea or the beer. <laughs> I guess we, we can probably why guess. Why is beer? Why, why is beer? Well, the tea is for your country and the beer is for my country. That is fair. That's fair. And then they would be drawn to the moisture. All right. Well, that makes sense to me, I suppose. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by FitBod. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBot is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why FitBot uses data to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. By using a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability, FitBot will create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment you may have. This is all an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals. Muscles improve when working in concert with the entire muscular system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact your results. That's why FitBod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. By mixing up muscle groups, exercises, set reps, and weight over time, FitBot serves to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. If you got those warm arms, FitBot's here to help. Wait, is warm arms good or bad? I think it's bad. But what if you need good warm arms for the worm grunting? Mm. FitBot can help with that too because they have over 1,400 <laughs> HD video tutorials. They're shot from multiple angles, making sure that learning each exercise is a breeze. That's my favorite part about FitBot because if I'm doing something new, I want the confidence that I'm doing it correctly, and those videos really help. FitBot also integrates with a bunch of other stuff like the Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatches, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. And you can track your achievements and personal best with their uh, progress tracking charts in the app itself. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash ungeniused. So go there now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod, F-I-T-B-O-D, fitbod.me slash ungeniused, and you get 25% off your membership. Our thanks to FitBod for the support of the show and Relay FM. All right, let's get back to the sport of worm charming. In most competitions, charmers have to work within a three-square-yard area, and they have to conform to any rules about methodology that may be in place. One nearly universal rule is that detergents and mechanical diggers are banned. This is one of those weird sports where there's no way to set it up fairly, right? Like, you don't know how many worms are in the soil like if you're setting it up part of the part of the fun oh not i mean but it's like actual competition anyway there are several worm charming events throughout our two countries one of the earliest is the world worm charming championship wwcc i when i was prepping (laughs) for this episode i was convinced i would not be able to say that in one go world worm charming championship that is unbelievable say it try it World Warm Charming Championship. Yeah, you keep saying warm. Worm. Warm. Worm. Is that like warm. an accent thing? Is that how Probably. you call them in the worm state? Probably. Okay. The current world... Oh, so that was set up in 1980, the World Worm Charming Championship, and is held at a school in Williston, Cheshire. 
Would you say Cheshire? Cheshire? Cheshire. Mm. The current world record was established there in Cheshire back in 2009 when 10-year-old Sophie Smith raised 567 worms. Sophie has the touch. I have like an image of this, like the idea of raising. It's like some like child. She's got like some like powers and she's like, bring the worms. And she like just raises her arms and all 567 worms just come out. There are 18 rules determined by the International Federation of Charming Worms and Allied Pastimes or as it's commonly known, the IFCWAP. The IFCA WAP. Why Allied Pastimes? Oh, like the pastimes that are, that are like allied to yeah worm charming. What what else? Like snake charming, or do you reckon it's got its own thing? Snakes are just bigger worms, really. If you think about it, I think that's scientifically true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so eighteen rules for this event, which only allow for vibration or music to be used. So those liquid based techniques we talked about can't be used. Mm-hmm. The IFCWAP also says that worms must be returned to the ground but only after the birds in the area have gone to roost for the night because they don't want to set up a bird feast after the event. If you're a bird and you see a bunch of people worming, you think it's a buffet as soon as these people are gone. But they wait for the birds to go to sleep so they don't overfeed the bird population. I don't and think they don't accidentally kill 567 worms. I think this this is a set of rules somebody made to make themselves feel better. I don't think it solves what they're It's catch and release. Mm, yeah, I don't Just know like fishing that, or I don't deer know hunting. That works with worms. But when like people are fishing, is there like some other predator just waiting by the side of the pond like to go I don't think so. Anyway, there are other events. The Devon Worm Charming Festival also held in England has been running since 1984. Notably, this event does allow the use of water. Then there's the new Cornwall Worm Charming Championship, the CWCC, mm-hmm. which started just two years ago. Go pandemic. 2022's event was... <laughs> Wait, a, is this the benefit? Maybe. Okay. You're just sitting at home. What are you going to do? All right. Go outside and get some worms. Were you saying it was worth it? Well, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Because only one single worm was charmed. Organizers blamed a heat wave for the poor performance. That is disgraceful. You set up a whole thing. You probably got food trucks there. You got families running around. Maybe there's a balloon artist. In my mind, it's a festival. One worm. So there was one worm in 2022. One worm. That is just that is a despicable event. Well, they're bringing it back. There was an episode. There was an article here in May 2023. It looks it looks exciting. We should go next year. There is. I found a picture of a sign that says "Worms have feelings too." So I think people are pro- maybe protesting the worm charming. Mm. As you can imagine. In 2012, the Great Canadian Worm Charming Championship and Festival Canadian Competition. Wait, the what? GCWCC and FCC. This this is read, written so poorly, I thought that it was an error. The great, That's the name of it. <laughs> the Great Canadian Worm Charming Championship and Festival Canadian Competition. What is, why is Canadian Competition at the end? It was held at the Shelburne Fiddle Park. In Ontario. Here in the US, the town of Sopchoppy, Florida, S O P C H O P P Y, Sopchoppy, has played host to the annual Worm Grutton Festival since the year 2000. Sopchoppy is one of the most ridiculous names I ever heard. I actually looked into Sopchoppy a little bit because I wanted to say, hey, if you live in Sopchoppy, write into us. Sopchoppy have a population or sopulation or maybe pop population. <laughs> <laughs> a pop population of less than 500 people so it's unlikely but if you live in Sopchoppy and you're one of the pop chopulants please write in please write in as we mentioned earlier september is childhood cancer awareness month 
Since 2019, those of us at Relay FM and our friends have been raising money for this cause, passing over $2.5 million as a community. And we're in the middle of September, so we're still working hard at this because St. Jude won't stop their life-saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support, we'll be one step closer to that day. One cure closer, one child closer. We are so incredibly grateful for the generosity of our community over the last five years. And this week is the week of the fifth annual podcastathon. It's a 12-hour live variety show that will be taking place on the Relay FM Twitch channel from 12 noon to midnight Eastern on Friday. So 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hours. You may be wondering, well, what's up with St. Jude? Well, St. Jude is headquartered here in Memphis, but its work has a global impact. St. Jude has treated children from all 50 states of the U.S. and from all around the world. About 90% of children with cancer live in low- and middle-income countries. That's unacceptable to St. Jude because where you are in the world has great impact on your outcome if you're diagnosed with pediatric cancer. They launched the St. Jude Global Program to ensure that every child with cancer and other catastrophic diseases have access to quality care and treatment no matter where they live. They share knowledge, technology, and expertise with healthcare institutions, researchers, and fundraisers across the world to improve survival rates in their home countries. Today, they partner with over 280 collaborators around the world in St. Jude Global in more than 70 countries. It's truly global. That's how far the reach of this work is. So you want to go to stjude.org slash relay. Donors should make an individual gift of $60 or more. Receive a digital bundle with some wallpapers and screensavers. And donors who make an individual gift of $100 or more also receive this really cool sticker pack that we've put together. But you're doing it for the kids to eradicate this terrible disease. stjude.org slash relay. Don't forget, that's uh, twitch.tv slash RelayFM, Friday the 22nd of September from 12 to 12 U.S. Eastern. You'll be able to catch us there. We're doing a bunch of fun stuff. It's going to be a great time. Please come and check it out. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about Worm Charming, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 195. There's also links in the show notes. Uh, you can submit feedback and send your own uh, favorite wikipedia topic in this topic came from james so thank you james for sending this in mike until next time where we get a stick out and try to raise some worms say goodbye bye-bye bye y'all